Reporting from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations, this is the Cyber Risk Report. The Cyber Risk Report is a strategic intelligence product created by Cisco analysts that highlights current security issues in mid- to long-range perspectives. The report addresses various risk management categories, such as vulnerability, physical, legal, trust, identity, human, and geopolitical. This report covers the period from April 14th to April 20th, 2014. Cisco Live 2014 is quickly approaching on May 18th to the 22nd in San Francisco. With an extensive schedule of sessions, keynotes, and partner presentations, Cisco Security will be providing multiple security track sessions with the latest research, threat analysis, product updates, and best practices. Registration is open and sessions are filling up quickly. Attendees can also register to meet the engineers and join us for the Table Topics lunches to discuss the latest security activity. Cisco Information Security has released Part 3 of a four-part series on unified security metrics on the Cisco Security blog. To read the Cisco Security blog, go to blogs.cisco.com security. Vulnerability activity remained elevated for this period. The highlights for the period include continued activity related to the OpenSSL Heartbleed vulnerability and the Oracle Critical Patch Update for April 2014. Vendors and open-source product maintainers are rapidly releasing software updates for their products to correct the OpenSSL Heartbleed vulnerability. Multiple vulnerability scanning checks and mitigations for security products have been released. However, there are many reports of issues with the scanning checks and mitigations returning high false positive rates. Some of the initial software updates have proven to not fix the vulnerability completely, requiring new software updates to be released. As system owners are grappling with identifying and updating all their impacted systems, some organizations are now moving into the next phase of revoking and replacing their potentially compromised certificates. Sources reported the first large spikes in certificate revocations toward the end of this period. This next phase will be equally complex for system owners and users and creates a state of confusion over the certificate replacements that will very likely be exploited by criminals and attackers with malicious spam, phishing, and fraudulent websites. Many owners have already placed messages on their websites reflecting that the website has been updated and new certificates issued. Users should be cautioned to only go directly to an authentic website and follow the instructions provided, never clicking on links and email messages, pop-ups on websites, or third-party offerings of certificate updates. Users can also contact the technical support or help offerings on authentic websites for assistance. The software updates and certificate replacements are likely to continue for an extended period, and users should be cautious when presented with this type of information and performing these actions. Oracle released the Oracle Critical Patch Update for April 2014. The update corrects 104 vulnerabilities across Oracle products. The Critical Patch Update also included an update for Oracle Java SE that corrected 37 vulnerabilities. Users that have not removed Oracle Java from their system should have automated updates enabled and will automatically receive the required updates. Other significant vulnerabilities and software updates for the period include HP Network Node Manager, IBM Lotus Quicker, Juniper ScreenOS, SAP NetWeaver, SAP Network Interface Router Password Check, and SAP SOAP Service. Google also released the monthly update for Google Chrome correcting multiple vulnerabilities. The automated updates will update Google Chrome when it is opened, but users should ensure they have updated to the latest version.
Cisco has updated multiple security advisories, responses, and security notices, including multiple updates to the OpenSSL Heartbeat Extension vulnerability in multiple Cisco products. Cisco continues to evaluate impacted products and release software updates for those products. Additional details are available on the Cisco Security Intelligence Operations Portal at www.cisco.com security. IntelliShield published 174 events last week that included 95 new events and 79 updated events. These alerts are available via the IntelliShield Alert Manager service. For more information, visit www.cisco.com go IntelliShield. In the Attacks and Compromises Risk Management category, the Canadian Revenue Agency, or CRA, has been one of the first organizations to announce a compromise and now arrest of the attacker in an OpenSSL Heartbleed attack. The CRA has not released any technical details of the attack except that it detected the attack, shut down its website to avoid further compromises, and attributed the compromise to an exploit of the OpenSSL Heartbleed vulnerability. Canadian law enforcement officials have now arrested the alleged attacker and noted that the lack of sophistication of the attack led to the quick arrest. With no details of the attack released, many are raising questions about this incident. Internet monitoring and security organizations are reporting widespread scanning for this vulnerability, impacted websites and products. Much of the scanning appears to be legitimate and also very likely includes those with malicious intent. The problem many are currently facing is the scanning activity is currently so high and likely includes high levels of false positives due to some of the poorer checks released. The security teams have a difficult situation separating the legitimate and malicious activity. For those that have already identified the vulnerable systems in their environments and possibly patched some of those to reduce the numbers, focusing the monitoring on those vulnerable and potentially exploitable systems can reduce the volume and accuracy of the detections and alarms. Again, this situation is likely to continue for many months, if not years, tasking security teams with determining how they can monitor and protect their environments while reducing the noise levels. In the Legal Risk Management category, the United States Securities and Exchange Commission, or SCC, Office of Compliance Inspections and Examinations, has released an alert on the cybersecurity inspection that will be used to assess and inspect the security measures of those requiring SEC compliance. The extensive inspection documentation includes multiple lists of questions that apply to various areas identified by the SEC and covers many areas also addressed in the United States National Institute of Standards and Technology and International Organization for Standardization documentation. As much of this is already covered in other compliance requirements, most of these topics may already be addressed. However, the new inspection reports will place a new burden on inspection and reporting requirements. As with the PCI DSS 3.0, also released earlier this year, the compliance community is attempting to drive security through compliance, which to this point has been largely limited in effectiveness. It was also interesting to note that shortly after this alert, sources reported the Government Accounting Office released their report on the SEC highlighting the SEC security improvements needed. Next, in the Mobile Risk Management category, shortly following the announcements of the biometrics security features added to the new Apple iPhone and Samsung Galaxy mobile phones, attackers released details of how the biometrics could be defeated. The wireless industry also announced they would begin including remote kill switches on all devices in 2015. Should users really be concerned that the fingerprint login can be defeated? Probably not. 
Biometrics adds a strong security control that is both effective and convenient for users versus typing in a PIN or password every few minutes to unlock a device. The addition of the biometrics makes it much easier to add a security control to protect their phones from access. The second measure of adding the remote kill switch also addresses a very serious physical security issue. One of the highest risks of using a mobile device is the device itself being stolen. The remote kill switch addresses the criminal's motivation for stealing the device by making the stolen device virtually worthless, which in turn will hopefully reduce the crime levels of mobile device theft. Both of these measures are strong security controls that are being added to the ever-increasing mobile device community. Finally, in geopolitical news, last month Nigeria revised its 2013 gross domestic product data. The new figure is almost twice the earlier number, shoving Nigeria past South Africa into first place as Africa's largest economy. The remarkable revision was based on a long overdue updating of baseline assumptions about the economy's structure, which resulted in more heavily weighted, fast-growing sectors, including the mobile phone industry. While Abaju, Nigeria also announced the launch of a computer emergency response team, which will focus on domestic response, training, and readiness. The rapid growth of mobile internet access via internet-enabled mobile phones in Nigeria, combined with Nigeria's fast-growing and young population, present both a major opportunity for businesses and a significant internal security risk factor. Moreover, with new GDP numbers, multinationals may increase their investment exposure in this restive country, where 88% of web traffic originates on mobile devices. This rapid rise in the significance of mobile communications in Nigeria was underscored when extremist group Boko Haram posted videos of a recent suicide attack online. According to witnesses, cameramen accompanied the terrorists and purposely documented the attack. In one online video, a militant calls on sympathetic Nigerians to take up their knives and start slaughtering people. Information security specialists will need to partner closely with law enforcement authorities in countering the spectrum of threats from infamous banking and email fraud to growing domestic security threats. This concludes the Cyber Risk Report for this week. To read the full report, visit www.cisco.com slash go slash SIO and select the Cyber Risk Reports link. Tune in for next week's report from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations. Thanks for listening, and stay safe.